Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 568. Good news, everyone. What? <laughs> you just went right into Farnsworth there at the beginning. I liked it. Well, that or uh, the mayor of Townsville. Oh, yeah. There yeah. we go. What are the Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how's your week been? Uh, it's been real good. We just had uh, the Futurama edition of Stonecutters on Saturday. We had uh, all them stone- uh, the Futurama creators over uh, at Meltdown for a big screening. That's fantastic. So we, much fun. I was in so many different cities. I With the Oddball Festival, I woke up Sunday morning in Salt Lake City, went to Denver and did Red Rocks, which was amazing, and then flew home to L.A. that night. So it was a, it was a crazy day. Now we're back at work today. That Red Rocks thing's insane. It's, it's pretty so insane. cool. Yeah, doing podcasts today. We're back on at midnight. Tenacious D's on at midnight this week. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's gonna be fun. They're on tomorrow night. I think today's the eighth of September. They'll be on the night tomorrow oh, night. Look at that. Got the Sklaris tonight and Brandon Johnson. So uh, got Brandon Johnson, Brandon Johnson, and then this weekend um, is there's two more weekends of Oddball. I'm not doing the Texas dates, but I'm doing Mountain View at the Shoreline, and then I'm doing uh, Irvine. You guys ever had a problem with people, like, just lots of beach balls going around while you're trying to not tell Not one jokes? beach ball during a comedy That's show. got to be at least a little, like, disappointing. Too many beach balls, I feel like, would be a problem. One feels not like one. a fun high school you know, graduation though, but it's, situation. But it's good for a music show because it's sort of like... It, but it, yeah, it would enhance, but I feel like it would take away from I like the to imagine show. with the comedy people, the, the comedy nerds are so into it that they will wait until the punchline, and then... Boom it. Right. The comics Pres- Presumably like, making some kind of uh, Andrew Dice Get that Clay goddamn noise. ball. Just, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beach ball's really typically not uh, for comedy. But one bouncing fun off of, like, Dave Tell's head. That's yeah. going to be, you know, that's a beautiful moment. Um, if uh, I do think it would be really fun, though, that if you had a joke that bombed, someone would just drop a medicine ball on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just hear a... <laughs> Thud if something didn't didn't play. <laughs> That's the pro league of hecklers. That's right. Also, Kyle, we have to ask our listeners for uh, a very low impact special. Are you finally going to ask them to send me five bucks? You can't do that. Oh, Soupy we sale. Can, we can do that. No it's the freedom of the format. Don't uh, don't send Kyle one <laughs> dime. Don't send the podcast any money. Don't send <laughs> Kyle any money. Just keep listening to it. That's fine if you listen to the podcast, but. We would like you to uh, fill out a survey for us to gain information because we have sponsors on the show, but we just want to make sure that sponsors are uh, – that they are relevant to your interests because um, I think – you know, I was always kind of dicey about should we have sponsors, but then at a, at a certain point we are like, well, it's expensive to give away free content. Well, you kept getting chased by that company that was selling football polish. Yeah, and nobody wants football polish. So um, we just want to make sure that you guys are cool with the types of sponsors that – because a good sponsorship would actually tell you about something you would want to know. So in addition to supporting the thing that you get for free, it also – you might learn about things that you would be interested in. Ooh, so, relevant to my interests. Quick little survey. It takes a couple minutes. It's completely anonymous. Go to this episode's uh, page at Nerdist.com and click on the survey link and, and, and fill it out, if you wouldn't mind. We'd appreciate it. And then and celebrate if not, by sending me five bucks. And don't do that. <laughs> um, and if you don't want to fill it out, we will continue to go fuck ourselves. All right. All right, great. This episode's Jason Biggs, who was great on At Midnight. And I didn't know... I mean, I met Jason years ago... Um, and we've been near each other at events, but never said hi because I just hate bothering people. And uh, and he just he just fit right in. He just he slotted right in. Very much felt like oh, is he just gonna start hanging out now? <laughs> he could just start hanging out now. I think he should do a podcast. He, do he was great. He's Orange is the New Black is on Netflix now, um, so you can see it whenever you want because that's how Netflix works. 
So at nine o'clock? It doesn't matter what time it is. Eleven o'clock. No, you don't understand. It's any time you want. So like one o'clock. God damn it! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Jason Biggs is on Twitter. Jason Biggs. I think he's just yeah. Jason Biggs on on the tweets. And uh, here he is, Nurse Podcast number five sixty eight with Jason Biggs. Now entering nerdist.com. Because uh, I was just like, he said he had, you guys had Jeff Bridges on the other day. I, yeah. go, I go, did you see the other night he bowled his first pitch? Oh, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> he goes wait a second. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, the And I got, he called me this I morning. Called I was having breakfast and he was like, Jeff Bridges bowled the first pitch. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I told him. It's <laughs> a thing. He was very excited. It's on. It's, it's all recorded there. It's, and then people will hear it. And now I'm never going to not do the podcast like this. Can you hear him okay like that? Really? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was fine for Jeff Bridges. You know, he has a very projecting mechanism. Oh, he doesn't. He talks right, like this, fine. man. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was really great. Yeah. He was he, really, really great. But he really did it. He bowled it. And uh, it was funny because... I saw it uh, yeah. like the day it happened. I'm so bummed that you went all this time without knowing the work that you've done I could have had a better birthday weekend. I would have just been fucking fine <laughs> the whole weekend. Now knowing this, it's like I have another birthday. And I that, literally was just like, that is so cool. Good for him. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, because some people are so like, because I know with like the pie thing, you know, it's like you either embrace it or you try, you're so hard to like get away from it. And that always looks bad kind yeah. of in a way. You're either Jeff Bridges or Jaleel White. Exactly right. Yeah. And, exactly. and you're not going to get away from it. They will. I yeah. mean, I still get DG fuck J.D. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 years after. What what is it? Twenty? <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> uh, decades afterwards. So wow. it's still crazy that uh, you know. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Have, you do have to embrace it because there's no point in getting mad at it. And it's like it's nice that they. And he's you know, beloved, and especially for that role though, he's, he's beloved. You know. Yeah. I mean, to go out there though and ball the the first pitch is pretty. The and then afterwards, yeah. like everyone went crazy. It was like, could everyone keep it down? I'd like to thank Jonah Ray for the <laughs> suggestion. He <laughs> <You laughs> said that. You didn't say yeah, he, he said that. That's, that. That's so oh, nice. You're Jonah Ray. I'm Jonah Ray. You're the Jonah. Game. I was yeah. like, who, who is this lucky Jonah <laughs> yeah, Ray yeah, yeah, yeah. that he this keeps is, talking is, about? He did a post game interview on ESPN as yeah, well. Did yeah, you exactly. miss that? You know, yeah. Dodger Stadium next weekend, Jonah Ray Day. Yeah, Jonah Ray uh, Day. Yeah. A bobblehead, bobblehead Jonah Ray. Everyone yeah, puts exactly. on scruff and thick glasses. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, everyone's going to think it's Seth Rogen Day. But, uh... <laughs> everyone's going to think it's Silver Lake Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but it's actually it's in Echo Park? Well, fine, fine. Echo mm-hmm. Park is it's bleeding over a little bit. Silver Lake is spreading all the way downtown. That's true. It's bleed. But Jason Bitt. It's, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, we man. We work out at the same gym, and uh, I just never like to bother people at the gym, so I never say hi you to know, you. You know, I thought I'd seen you there. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you look good, by the way. Clearly, it's working for you. Oh, thanks. It's not working for me. No, you look great talking I haven't about. Been there. I haven't been there in a while. You look uh, great, Jason. <laughs> Party fish. No, stop it. I don't I don't look that good. Take your shirt off. Show me your ass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't everyone want to see him with the shirt off? Everyone wants to see him with the shirt off. Hey. Uh, we're gonna see Jason's abs right after these messages. <laughs> you gotta tease them. Wait, who do you work out with there? Um, his name's Tom. It's the same guy I've been working out with for nine years. Okay. He used to train out of he had a he used to have this apartment that had this like 
loft part that, uh-huh. that he had basically turned into like his little workout space. And then he moved, and so we started working out at that place. And yeah. I, I like it. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. What's Not it far from, from uh, your work. Yeah, it's the same place you – oh, you didn't know. I, I went to his apartment. His, he has a smaller apartment now. Yeah. And uh, I was going there for a while. And to work out or to just sit and smoke just weed hang, and just hang out. <laughs> just, I thought if I talked about working out enough with the yeah. trainer, it would just burn get some my calories. body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't. I just got. I had so many, so many foods. Just some weed curls. Just weed curls. Just like crushing it in the pit of your elbow. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I like to get it all. In. It's a good. It's good. It's good though. I like it. I I, I go crazy if I don't work out regularly. Um, yeah, I, I'm. It's totally cyclical for me. I'll go in fits and bursts, and then I'll just like I'll just totally stop. And I have a kid. Do you have kids? I don't. Yeah. See, they fuck with you, man. That's they what fuck, I heard. They fucked everything. He fucked everything up. <laughs> right. <laughs> he took all that that time where you didn't have to worry about shit, and now you actually have to worry about a yeah. human life. Yeah. yeah. Well, where I, I have to worry about something other than myself, which sucks. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, it's gross. What are you doing here. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's shitty. It's like, oh, I could, what, it was more like, what time of day would I like to work out? Would I like to sleep in? Would mm-hmm. I like to, do I want to do an afternoon workout? Do I want to do two workouts? Yeah. Ooh, but not, the Pratt. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, the Pratt. Yeah. The old Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I'd ever heard of that. Looking on Instagram, seeing this guy's body and be like, two workouts a day, no beer. I was like, no, well, I guess I'll never get that body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't need an eight pack though. Like you're not, uh, you, don't, you don't have to. You don't know what I need. Well, I'm pretty sure you don't. Don't need that. <laughs> we'll see. It'd now be we weird. We it'd, be, it'd be weird. Listen, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but it'd be <laughs> so obviously something. Whatever I'm about to say yeah, is not yeah. going to be great. But it'd be weird if you had your this this kind of like cute scruffy face, and then you're just ripped. Ripped. Like that would be yeah. That would be weird. That was actually one of the reasons I wanted to start working out and getting really in shape. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I was in shape? If I was just this, still the same guy up here, <laughs> it'd be but good, just ripped. It'd be really good for my comedy bit. Yeah. Really if I was just in sick <laughs> yeah, shape. Yeah. He's like, everyone's going to want to laugh at the guy that can beat him up. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you're like, hey, guys, check this out. And you lift up your shirt and it just gets weirdly silent yeah. because everyone's uncomfortable and they, yeah. don't, they feel threatened all of a sudden. It's hard for a good looking guy in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I uh, are you happy as a as a dad now? I mean, is it is it or is it? Did you did you have that thing that people have? Like you said, well, I don't have to. I get to not focus on myself anymore. D- did you actually uh, did a switch flip? Yeah, it's uh yes, it definitely happened like right away, and uh, you know, it was just this visceral kind of weird overnight thing. But it's uh, it's it's. I'm, it's a struggle because I, uh, on the one hand, I I I love um, not being selfish, and it's like it's like oh, this is feels good. I'm taking care of something else, and I'm not focused on my shit so much. And yeah, and then on the other hand, it's like whoa, it's I have been selfish for so fucking long, you know. <laughs> it's more and, just a reminder of how bad you were for so yeah, long. Yeah, and it's and then that's actually depressing, you know. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh my god, this is I really was so caught up in my own world, you know. But it's but it's been a great thing and I mean, he's awesome. I mean, he's great. He's not sleeping though, which it's amazing how lack of sleep really uh just screws you up in every other part of your uh your your day is just kind of it's wacky. My wife and I like are at each other and oh, wow. just like you're, you're kind of, 
kind of in a, you know, I'm stumbling over my words right now. Because you you, you're and your wife go at each other because you can't take it out on the kids, so you end up taking it just, out. They're just tired. We're just tired. Yeah. It's just like we're, we're no our patience. Pa- no patience. Yeah, just yeah. Our fuses are so short. No, no, no. We take it out on the kid. No. <laughs> sure. Look what you did. To be clear, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's, listen, everything, I mean, everything new parent sort of says is, uh, is you know you hear it's amazing and it's fucking hard and it's yes and yes mm. the thing that i wish i was a little bit more warned about was like uh cuz i was expecting when the kid was born uh to for all of my other sh- of my shit to just em- sort of evaporate go away and i would have kind of tunnel vision and be uh only focused on the kid and all my other problems would go away and I realized that that's actually kind of a, first of all, it's a horrible thing to put on the kid. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fix me. <laughs> you know, like that's a terribly abusive thing. Yeah. Um, and it's t- completely uh, irrational thinking. But for, for some reason in my head, I, I, I always wanted to be a dad. You know, I was really excited about, am really excited about it. So I put such great expectations on it. Um, and, and, also, there's all this other shit that was sort of happening that I was really looking forward to sort of, you know, making go away. And it turns out that doesn't happen. No. You know, the kid is born. It's amazing. It's the best thing that ever happens. You love this thing more than anything in the world. You don't really know why. And, uh, but all your other shit is still there. So then I wrestled for like a little while with the guilt of uh, like, oh, fuck, I... I I, ha- I I'm I'm not as fo- like I would thought I was just going to be only focused on this kid, but I'm still like stressed about this thing or that thing, oh, and shit. I so I'm like, oh fuck, that why am I doing that? And it's like, then you talk to other people, other new parents, and you go, well, you you still have your shit. You just reprioritize where everything is. So yeah, it's just a whole. It was just a whole. It was just that was a fascinating thing to me, where it's like, yeah, but it's 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 settling in. Also for the dad, you know, it's. There's, it takes a while to like make that thing. Like again, yeah. I said immediately. I'm like, I love this thing so much. I want to protect it. I want to take care of it. I want to nurture it. I want to hold it. I want to do all this. But it's just there. Like <laughs> it's just kind of it's boring. He's boring. How old fun. is he now? He, now he's six months. So oh, six now months. he's smiling, and laughing. So he's, he's just he's getting out of the stage where he's a paperweight. Basically, exactly. Yeah, That's where he's exactly just basically right. just like a thing that you have to keep alive. Yeah, a paperweight that shits all over <laughs> the place, like, and like you got to clean up like a paperweight. It's the worst it, paperweight. Yeah, it's like your your important documents get <laughs> just shit, shit on all it. over the papers. Well, you, you shouldn't know? you shouldn't line his cage with all those paperwork. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. No, that is a good. I learned. Listen, I learned the hard way. It is. It is. It is. There's one thing about the, about the way that we evolved that I don't understand, like the evolutionary purpose of having this new life essentially drain you. Like what? Like why? Well, like what? What is what is the biological purpose of having parents be sleep deprived for three yeah. years? So yeah. that they're totally. so that they're less patient and more on edge. Resentful. Yeah. It's like, what is the point of this? Like, why do like you know what? Hate your kid for three years, and then it's going to be the best thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. And then, and then spend the rest of their lives feeling guilty for those three years. <laughs> exactly. There could be some sort of a hormone or something that floods your br- a new parent's brain, where it's like, oh, they they only need to sleep two hours a night now, and then once the kid's old enough, that recedes, and it's like, is oh, it, now I go to the schedule. But it just, <laughs> but just, just being screw- completely just screws you. 
Yeah. yeah. Not to say that it's the same thing, but like uh, my, I, me and my wife have a dog that uh, got a disease called Cushing's disease, which it makes it think it's hungry nonstop all the time. Oh, so at nighttime, every hour and a half to two hours, it would start barking and whining. And so for, and we were just trying to figure out what it was about, but it was, it was a good two months of just up all the time, every two hours we would have to wake up and like, I would give it like a little bit of food and it would go back to bed. But, uh, actually that's funny. Usually when so many people do that, like, uh, I, it's not the same thing, but, uh, but you know, I do have a, I have a doll, I have a puppy (laughs) and literally you just, the new, the new parent always just, and I I know now because I always used to do that to a new parent. I would be like, I would be like, well, I have two dogs, so I probably get it. And I, I know now that they were totally rolling their eyes because yeah. I'm rolling their, my eyes at everyone that says that. But that actually is sounds exactly <laughs> yeah, like perfect. having a newborn. Thank you. I know exactly. I was kind of really thing. scared. No, no, no. That <laughs> actually is. This is the first time yeah. someone can say like do the puppy analogy or the dog analogy yeah. without me rolling my eyes because that that's exactly it. You up both every wake two up. Hours you both you... look at each other. Who's going to get it this time? Yep. Yep. I have exactly who's the same thing sleeping? because I can't sleep more than six hours. And then, like, at six hours, I wake up. And then I got to go back to sleep for, like, another two hours. Oh, oh, it's exactly the same oh, thing. Exactly the same. I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 6.30 in the morning. I just go back to sleep yeah, for two yep, hours. Yep. Um, but I don't uh, do single. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rolling my eyes, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you'll see one day when you get a puppy. It's great to be lonely. Yeah, or a kid. Or... Nice not to have Cushing's in the family, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am hungry every two hours. I don't know. My wife, too. She, every time it was like, it's like, our dog's got Cushing's disease, and she would go, Peter Cushing's disease. <laughs> I, just, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that under my breath. Yeah, exactly. Peter Cushing's, Peter Cushing's yeah. disease. It's real spooky. Because it's really, really, really spooky. Did was he the first one to get it when they were shooting Star Wars? Was it like we we have to feed Peter every two every hours? Every two hours, he yeah, freaks, exactly. He freaks out. <laughs> we have to cut the scenes and go through. That's where craft service was invented, actually. Because yeah. of Peter fucking Cushing. <laughs> and before it was sarcastic, oh, it's Cushing's disease. <laughs> Every two hours. No, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> thing. Uh, real but it, it and also then you have now you have this sort of luxury problem of having a hit show <laughs> right yeah. which is good which i'm sure is amazing but then also like but that has a lot of responsibility that goes along with it too yeah. that yeah. is you know that you have to sort of weigh your priorities between that and your family yeah definitely um obviously the show always wins out yeah, you know, <laughs> it's really I mean, good. In the, the, head, the, head, the head. I mean, the yeah, kid, yeah, you know, the kid. Yeah. I mean, the to, kid knew what he was getting born yeah, into. The kid knew. Yeah. And to be honest, I'd watch that show more over, faster than I'd watch your kid. A million percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know you would. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the choice. <laughs> uh, so, how? Great. What's what's your production schedule on that? Um, well, uh, spoiler alert: season three for me is uh, is is much lighter. So it's and it's actually been great. Um, so, it, so the the bigger concern right now is that my wife's schedule has gone kind of crazy through the roof, and I've kind of taken the back seat, which has been I've loved it. Um, but she's kind of going bananas right now. So she's like lost her mind, so literally. The book blew up, or the uh... book blew up, and so she's you know doing the adapting it and doing all that stuff, and you know so which is fa- fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I we shoot in New York, but um, but I've been able to be here in L.A. So um, with 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 them, and she's been off like doing press events and all this sure. stuff and all. I'll stay back, and um, so uh, so yeah. So far, it's been 
easier for me to uh, to negotiate all of that. Um, I've had some. I've still had season two publicity obligations, so there has been a little bit of navigating sort of these uh, kind of uh, trips for the show, um, publicity trips. But for the most part, uh, production schedule has been okay. For season for when last year when when Jenny, my wife, was pregnant. There was, uh, you know, a bit of uh, back and forth and, you know, figuring that all out. But, uh, but, yeah, no, so far it's okay. So far good. it's all good. Well, you're, you're, your wife's super smart and funny, and that's, that must be nice to... to it, it, I mean, is, is, it, do, is, there, is there like a... Is it like a one-upsmanship in the relationship, or do your, do your, does your humor complement each other? It's, um, in, it's, it is incredibly competitive. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, I, although I feel like our comedic sensibilities do go very hand, hand in hand and we sort of bring out the best in each other and sometimes the worst because we, we maybe push each other a little, a little sure. too far. Because mm-hmm. um, the problem, if, if, you can, if, it, you know, if, it, if it's a problem, uh, some people consider it a problem, is that, is that we don't, our lines are really blurry. We don't. We each don't really know where the line is. So we, we, when we check in with each other about you know whether or not we're going too far, we're really checking in with the wrong person, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, um, <laughs> so she'll come to me with a tweet or an idea. You know, she'll be like, D- "Do you think this is?" I'll be like, "No, not not at all." I mean, that sounds great. So. It's it, that's kind of interesting, but but uh, she had this. She, she was asked. She was doing this interview recently, and, and someone asked her, uh, how, "So how would you define success?" Uh, and I was expecting her to say something about like maybe the kid, you know, like she just had this baby, you know, family or something, or you know, something sweet. I mean, it was a total opportunity. And she said, "As soon as I have more Twitter followers than Jason, <laughs> I will consider myself successful." And she's not kidding. Like oh. she's. She really, uh, she, she's, she's, <laughs> what if she was like competitive? I define success as being able to thrive career wise, even when I'm in a damaged relationship. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, no. that I get. Yeah. I'm the same way. That's why this works. That's why it works. I get it, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like, it's sort of like that, that episode where I think it was the X-Files episode of the Simpsons where. They determine that Mr. Burns is will never die because he's in this perfect stasis of every disease that you can oh, possibly the, uh, have. Oh, the, it's the Three Stooges <laughs> effect, yeah, where so many diseases to trying door. to get through the door, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they all get stuck. <laughs> so they're they're bottlenecked yeah, right there. That's genius. But it, it is it it can be um, you know because I, I've I've been in relationships before with because I, I gravitate toward funny people. Mm-hmm. It's the it's. It's a huge like if someone has that thing yep. that you can instantly identify as like oh they have it would they have that thing yep um, that I love that and yep. but I have been in relationships in the past where it can be a little competitive where it's like you know where you kind of do a bit together and then you just kind of look at each other like so who who gets to use that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of a- <laughs> who's well that's it's funny that's that actually does happen so we'll literally. Like we'll be joking around, or you know, and then uh, some sort of funny idea or tweet, you know, will be born from it. And it's hard to say who really came. You know, maybe she started it and I finished it. I had like the yeah. punchline of <laughs> sorts, yeah. or vice versa. And then it's kind of like you know, we do this thing where it's like, are you going to tweet that or? Because I 
I'm going to tweet, you know, or if you don't discuss it, the worst is then I'll like later on in the day, I'll see that she tweeted it and then I'll come home and I'll be like, so you tweeted it, huh? <laughs> so you went, I mean, that was pretty much my, I mean, like yeah. I, that was mine. Or if I do it, of course, it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's and, dangerous. or I've even seen it or, or now it's an Instagram thing too. So she'll literally, <laughs> oh yeah, she'll, if like, say she doesn't, she doesn't have her phone on her. She'll take, she'll be like, oh, give me your phone. Give me your phone. And she'll take my phone. She'll take a picture of something funny. And then <laughs> later on in the day, she'll be like, I need your phone. I need to text myself that picture because I'm going to Instagram it. And I'm going to be like, well, it's on my phone. I feel like it's, I feel like, Squatter's right. I feel like it's my Instagram now, yes. you know? I paid for the equipment. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I, I rented it out to I you. Produced it, yeah, yeah. I produced it. <laughs> I produced that Instagram photo. Comedy, yeah. comedy, you know, people who are genetically comedic will have the kinds of rows that um that normal people have about like so you texted that guy it's like yeah, yeah. so yeah. you texted that joke then yeah, totally. yeah. no it's <laughs> totally. some joke jealous. with my wife too she's like she, like we'll both take pictures of something and then i'll quickly instagram and i was like are you gonna instagram yours she's like why everyone that follows me already follows you exactly. <laughs> like, yes she's yeah. like i don't want to clog up someone's feed by just tailing on yours I'm like, well, oh, how about this have you done this have you have you... <laughs> so we'll like or we'll we'll both see something out in the w- world and we'll be like that's funny and we both get our phones out we both, <laughs> we both take the picture and then we're and then we're like well we both it's both of ours and we'll both go to Instagram it but then we're now we're playing the caption contest mm-hmm. whose uh, caption is going to be funnier yeah. you know <laughs> so then you go and you post and you don't want to say it out loud yeah. because you don't want so then you go and post and then you see then it's like who got more likes well yeah. but the important thing is is that in five years you'll be able to use your child as the judge this is, <laughs> that's true who <laughs> was funny yeah. Daddy, come daddy, on. Come on, daddy, right? Come on, daddy. Dead by the Xbox. I'm so hungry. Why won't you feed me? What are you, me? Cushing's disease? Shut the fuck up. I just fed you. <laughs> you keep on showing me pictures of food, but... <laughs> yeah, funny picture. This looks like a dick and balls. <laughs> it's a banana with two apples. Come on, kid. <laughs> but it is... It is uh, I always wonder... I kind of go back and forth between... Wait, is it is it better to date someone who's in the business or out of the business? And it's like there's pros and cons of both. If oh, someone's dude. not in the business, they don't understand don't why your it. brain and yeah. schedule are so weird. Yeah, a million percent. And then if someone's in the business, it's there's there's built-in inherent competitiveness, even whether it's healthy or not. It, you know, it's you know, it's just it's there that becomes a thing. And then. Um, you know, or and then you're then you have just a then your crazy brain and schedule is times two. You know, yeah. yeah. And so it's um, it's uh, it's a tricky thing. And you know, I I played the game like, you know, oh, I'm never gonna date an actress. You know, you know, I, I did that for a minute after I dated crazy actresses, and then you know I married a crazy actress, and you know it's it's whoever the person. But now is. she's a crazy writer. But now she's a crazy writer, which is actually fantastic. Yeah. You know that that actually is a little bit uh, that that does make things a, a little bit better. But um, it's still creative. It's two creatives being together, and a creative is kind of a volatile personality at times. I always say it's like a like a two like you know those little like that desktop the ball thing. Yeah. Where it's like sometimes it's like you know they're they're all swinging one way, and that's like in the time where someone's being like, "I'm a piece of shit. I'm never going to do anything," and the other person's going, "No, no," right behind yep. them. You're good. You're great. You're great. Everything's going to be awesome. But then when you start to be like, "Oh, I'm a piece of shit," I'm you know, and then yep. they're there to. But every once in a while, they just go right that's into each other. Example is that guy because yeah. I I've, uh, I dated the, I had a girlfriend who was a comic and. Um, 
we were so alike in a lot of ways. And so we were able to support each other. But then when we were both being uh, needy, yeah. it was just like, but I'm. And yeah. she's like, but I'm. And I'm like, yeah. I don't. We need a yeah. third person. Yeah, everyone to, nice. Simon says, you're not there for me. Jinx. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Oh, me a beer. Yeah. Uh, no, that is actually, that's spot on for us, actually. Jenny and I, we'll, we'll, we are each other's biggest fans. We are each other's uh, biggest supporters. Um, uh, and for the most part, it works out where when she's being needy, I'm able to give. And, and when I'm being needy, she's able to give. But there are times when we're both being needy and yeah. it's, and it's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's actually legitimately like a, a tough thing where you have to, it's a real negotiation yeah. and you got to kind of figure it out. And it's, um, mm. Yeah, it's hard, and then resentment can start getting it festering its way in, and yeah. it's 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 any long term relationship um, takes work and maintenance, and you forget about that because you know when you have when you when you first start, and it's like oh this new relationship feeling, this is amazing, this is going to be amazing forever, won't then, go away ever, and yeah. then and then and then all of a sudden the idealized <laughs> your uh, your matrix super ego self starts to drop, and then you just become your kind of normal, normal like, self. You become your normal self, and then that other person becomes their normal self, and hopefully that does complement each other. But at a certain point, you kind of have to have the same general goals, and how do you? Um, you know how much work you really do need to maintain your relationship. Yeah. It's that it's not a yeah. you, you 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 sort of, it's sort of like when you're in, you're like twenty and you're like I can eat whatever I want, I can drink whatever I want, and I'll be fine. And then when you're like thirty, thirty five, you're like, oh yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. You really do have yeah. to. It's you, a great analogy. The older yeah. you get, the more maintenance you have to do just to feel normal. Yeah. Um. So it it's well, that's a, yeah. Tricky. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we have uh, we go to couples therapy as often as we can. I mean, and and we get the most out of it. Uh, when things are when we're when things are good, you know, I think a lot of people view it as a uh, as a you know a, uh, like a you know if we're having a fight, we need to go and fix it. It's right. more like a like a a, a problem solving type of thing, a band aid, a, a one off, or you know, or go when things are kind of crazy, and then once things get better, you can kind of take a break. And um, oh, sorry, that's all right. And, uh, yeah, so, um, but we go as often as we can, and we find that we get the most out of it when things are good because you're, you know, we'll literally be like, are we really going to couples therapy today? We're going to spend all this fucking money, and it's like, but we're great, and everything is awesome, yeah. and we, we go, we make sure we go, and we end up having, you're more open to listening, to communicating, you know, like you could hear, and you find yourself, and we have a, happen to have a great therapist who will, you know, in, engage a conversation in a way that you end up, you know, finding there's always issues. There's always yeah, shit yeah. you can talk about. So you just have a little bit more, you're a little bit more open minded, you know, as opposed to going in and being like, we have to talk about that thing that she said the other night. <laughs> yeah. She called me this, you know, and it's like, that's bullshit. Then you're just trying to put out a fire. Well, it's, just, it's really just a way to force you into just open communication on the reg. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because that's the main thing. It's um, yeah. Don't let it stew. Don't let it just yep. sit there. You have to be like, hey, when you said this, it kind of, you know, you yeah, have well, to do it as soon as you can. Anyway, m most people could use better communication skills. In general. In general. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so anything that you do that helps you do that, um, I think is is good. And, and it also, you know, the more the more time you spend working on that, 
the more of those deposits you're making. Mm-hmm. And over time, I mean, even though you may not realize it because in general you're doing better than you would have normally, it, it really does have an effect every time you go in. Every yep. time you ignore it. I mean, I've been in relationships where you just kind of ignore it. You know, and, and you just sort of grow apart, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, that person's way over there, way over here, there, yeah. and I don't know how we're gonna get back. Yeah. And then you know, then you, and then you, then the relationship ends yep. because yeah. you just weren't, you just weren't paying attention. It just takes work and focus, and like you said, you know, we we do what we do. Part, the thing that makes us good at what we do also makes us difficult people sometimes, which is yeah. that we have to. That we're very internal. Internal. We, we, we internalize, internalize everything yeah. and personalize everything. Yeah. And we're very hypersensitive to the world because as a performer, that's a, that's part of your skill set yeah. is absorbing what's around you, and uh, and so it is. It is very important to learn and how to reacting. Do that. We're you know Jenny and I both are incredibly reactive people. So and we're codependent. I mean everyone I think in a relationship to some degree becomes codependent, but we happen to be particularly codependent and you know so we're always like reacting and personalizing everything yeah. and it's just really it's it's fucking hard man yeah. but uh <laughs> but the, you know listen it's uh you know do it for the kid it's well the but kid. also it's sort of like what <laughs> jeff what, yourself what and it will trickle down that's it yeah. what jeff bridges was saying in that in that podcast was he was talking about like he was like yeah man it's tough but ultimately you know the longer you're in it the you know that thing that you get closer to is that really um, that level of intimacy that the you cannot intimacy, have, yeah. you know that you that you just can't have with anyone else, which is which which to me sounds amazing. Yeah, because you know that idea, the idea of intimacy means a lot, something a lot different when you're younger. And then when you start to get older, you know, I, I don't know. It just it just seems like having someone who really truly is your kind of a molecular companion. Yeah. Feels like it seems. It seems like it's. Yeah. It sounds nice. It's something to the effect of like you know. I know you know the the longer I'm together with my wife, like I know when she says a certain thing, it's like okay, it, it's I think it's time to go get food because she wouldn't have said that thing if she wasn't getting hungry or like you know you yeah. start to notice little things like that where it's like like uh, when she says like. I need to get fucking food right now. Like and it's already, yeah, well, I'm it's already to way too you. late. Yeah. <laughs> it's already too late. Yeah. By the time my wife says she's hungry, I'm like, well, it's already too late. It's going to be kind of a shitty time until we get some you food. You've got to be careful. you got to be careful of, though, is not, um, is, is, is not trying to read too much subtext into things. Cause What's I think, that supposed to mean? Well, yeah. See, again, this is your problem <laughs> with Deanna, is that you're doing just that. You think we're going to divorce? Well, no, it's not that. I do think she, she's going to leave you. Did she talk to you about yeah, this? Well, no, she's <laughs> talked to a lot of people What's about his name? It. I just need to know his fucking it's, name. It's... <laughs> His name's, his name's Jason. <laughs> may or may not be in this room. What? Uh, no, there could be other Jasons in here. Jason. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh that's wait, Kyle. that's Kyle. Well, his middle name is Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but the idea is that it, it, I think it's very important in a relationship to develop a, a type of communication, and it's hard to do when you know someone for so long and you have these shorthands. But I think it's important to um, take people at their word, like take things at face value. So that you don't get into a lot of like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. well, it just means what I said it means. Well, and it's just, it's like, it's a choice you, you can, you can make, you can choose to take it at face value. And, and what happens is it's, it's just like, a, it just is a lot less energy. Your every instinct tells me to read into things, to, inter- <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah. wonder why they said that, to 
parse it until I'm blue in the face. Take it personally. Take it personally. Oh and oh my God, why? And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. If I could choose not to. And it's like so much less energy and I'm so much happier. It's just, you know, it's just really hard. Well, that's a byproduct too <laughs> yeah. of, that's a by, you know, I learned about, I know about myself. That's a byproduct of me being selfish sometimes or self-centered or, you know, it's like being an only child is like, you know, if, if you say something and then I take it super personal, like, why would you do that to me? It's like, well, that person maybe really wasn't doing that to you. Yeah. yeah. They were doing something that they wanted to do. And then you just took it that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have to take things that it's way. It's like the kind of person that where if you're driving and you hear someone honk their horn, you think it's about you. Right. Like, it's like, I, I always know those types <laughs> yeah. of people where it's like they're driving, they hear, and they're like, what the fuck? What'd I do? It's like, it's no, not for you. five yeah. cars ahead of Hundreds of cars yeah. around I was, here. I yeah. was lobbing yeah. that horn to yeah. the front yeah. of the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too bad there's not a horn that, with it, a horn sound that sick actually sounds like it's lobbying, where it's like, yeah. Like, just so, <laughs> like so you can horn bomb people. Yeah, you can yeah. horn bomb people. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you would know that was there was the car in front. That didn't you can go. aim that. You can aim. You can pick out. Yeah. Like there's little icons on your dashboard, like SUV, bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? There are you know the military does have uh, like focused sound weapons. It's like it's so, the kind of make you shit your pants. <laughs> yes. So, so, okay, like yeah. the, the the sound waves that they make people. But that, I, saw, I saw Zero Dark Thirty. I think <laughs> I know what you, the big speakers that blast heavy yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah, they play like That's what bass tapes from the Miami sound wave. <laughs> we need it was Miami Sound Machine. Sorry, starring Gloria <laughs> Stefan. Uh, but it was the. It, but if you could, if you could just focus your horn at one at one car, and then no one else could hear it. Yeah, just yeah. like that one. And then you would just then that person would know that you were upset. Yeah, and it would cut down on uh, noise pollution. And then if you could start customizing. The, what the horn sounds like, like yeah. it could be your own voice yeah, yeah. you know you'd be like fuck yeah. face yeah and if you could like do like you don't even have to be in your car you could just like get your voice to someone else by like like a thing in your hand and you can like press a code that gets your voice to wherever they're at yeah it's yeah. like throwing a it's like cupcaking a fart when yeah. you, it's like if, in fact if you could throw a fart further yeah. than yeah. If you could do if, okay, so building off your idea yeah. from the military thing, it'd be great if you could just push a button and make someone shit their pants. Yes, that's true. <laughs> also, I was just making a joke about phones. I was like, we were inventing phones right there. Why not? If only you could contact somebody this is how just whenever they are want. Born, man. Yeah, this is how shit happens. <laughs> so, what does the rest of your year consist of when you're when you're not? Is is it? Are you just focused on uh, the kid now, or are you are you working on others? I think I'm going to do a play in New York. I think that's going to be the next move. Um, which uh, which I'm stoked on. It's not official, official. I don't even know. Whatever. Uh, well, just tell us the name and when it starts, and then... <laughs> yeah, and your role, and then, yeah, then yeah, yeah. your opening monologue. How much I'm getting paid, yeah. and <laughs> not a lot. Social security number. Yeah. Uh, Fed ID number, corporation name. Uh, it's, um, yeah, but I've been itching to get back on the stage for, for a long time. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Is it a comedy? It is a, it is a comedy drama kind of thing. Yeah. It's uh, the Heidi Chronicles. Do you know oh. the Heidi Chronicles? No. Great. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Wendy Wasserstein won the Pulitzer in uh, oh, 89. Oh, yeah, I know, I know Wendy Wasserstein. Uh, won in 89. It's, uh, it's an amazing play. And, uh, you know, now that I say this, it's all going to fall apart, of course. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's, uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do next. So that'll be in New York, obviously. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we can get a nice little run out of that. But that's probably going to be like late fall. So it's kind of perfect because while Jenny's off, you know, pitching and doing her Hollywood thing, I'm I can kind of chill and and um, and then hopefully she'll that'll be, you know, she'll land somewhere and kind of sort out what's happening with that. And then 
we can go to New York, she can write there, and I can do the play, and yeah. we can... It's just, again, you know, negotiating with another creative, it's like... And especially when there's location issues involved, it's like, well, where are we going to be? And right. with the kid yeah. and everything. And obviously, it's much easier when the kid is in diapers and not going to school. I mean, that's a whole other thing that... And people are like, you should start thinking about school. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is it? I barely like, yeah. know how to change a fucking diaper, and you're telling me to like, start thinking about school. But it's... But, but I, like, I kind of get like six months went like that. Like, oh, yeah. it yeah. fucking... I, I just... I, I was like, wait a second. He was born six months ago, and you go, Jesus Christ. He's going to look like a person before you know it. Like, that, that'll, well, he, that'll flip you out. Yeah, yeah. totally. No, and... and Yeah, just... Er, but everything he's doing, even, you know, just everything flips you out, you know? He rolled over the other day. He ate f- real food the other day. So... He made a real shit the other day. <laughs> like, whoa. You know, just all this stuff. It's like, it's crazy, but it's, but it's exciting and fun. So anyway, I digress. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll find ourselves in New York for like the winter, which, is, which will be fun. Yeah. Uh, and, um, will that lead into the next season of uh, Orange is the New Black? Uh, potentially. So there are, season three is about halfway done right now. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's funny because Larry, my character, you know, it's it's just going it, it's just as time goes on, it's getting it'll either get harder and harder to find room for him or it, eventually it could become real it, much easier depending on where they go with the show if yeah. they do sort of, if I mean they could take the show and this is all, by the way, this is not I have no uh insight and I literally have nothing. This is just me uh postulating but uh i mean they could do in theory herp after getting out of prison yeah and then you know i mean the real larry and piper are together but i I don't i don't even know i mean right now i feel like if if my twitter and instagram feeds are any indication which is to say that every other comment says fuck you larry (laughs) 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 i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that uh you know they'll focus more in the prison Right now, unless on uh, the Larry stuff, it's just getting harder to to sort of keep that storyline alive. Well, I mean, and listen, so, it, you know, uh, it, look if you if you want to pitch this on my behalf, I say Larry starts committing crimes in yes, drag, in drag, and then it becomes like a bosom buddies comedy exactly where he right. gets put in exactly jail right. to try to. Thank you. Yeah, I love that idea. I also I have an idea, which is that he goes and trains to become a CO, a corrections uh, officer, right? right? Yeah. And then hops on in there. Maybe fucks one of the inmates that's not Piper, mm-hmm. you know. Oh. Maybe, maybe you know who knows. That's I mean, there's, good. There's really lots of possibilities. Grows a mustache. Grows a, grows a mustache. <laughs> you know, maybe loses a leg. He just cause amalgamation of all. You the know, characters. like just all the characters. Yeah, he's just every prison guard in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you de- what you determine is that the whole show is not about the prison, but it's about like Larry's disintegrating <laughs> mental state. Yeah. That it becomes like the single white female yeah. type of a thing. Where whole, and actually the whole thing has been in his head. He's yeah. just been totally yeah. fucking warped. Yeah. Like Larry has yeah. made all this shit up. He's so fucking. He's been in a mental institution the entire, entire time. time. Yeah. And the do- uh, the doctor is actually Piper. Piper's oh, the doctor. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's great. I always want to. I always. I mean, it, it sort of. It seems like it's always so. It's always so hard to end a series. Where it was, we were talking. Um, Matt Weiner was on the podcast last night. We we're talking about Mad Men and just like the end of like how do you end a show like that or like how Vince Gilligan ended Breaking yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to end a show because a lot of times. You know, like all these storylines are constructed throughout the life of the show and it sort of takes on its own persona. And then it's like, well, how do you wrap all that up? And I just, I think it should start being acceptable. Just have one like crazy <laughs> fucking episode yeah. where all of a sudden like, like uh, part of Piper's face falls off and she's a robot the entire time. Like, you just didn't know. Like just one totally fucking weird totally. and then it just ends. And yeah. we're like, what the, what the fuck, fuck did I do? Because yeah. it completely changes the entire experience yeah. Yeah. for them. Why not do Why that? Why not, dude? Yeah. I mean, if they're if you're done, you're done. Like you know, yeah. just fucking wrap it up in a. No. And this is why you and I are not more successful writers. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Fuck! I knew there was. This is reason. why I'm barely clinging to a part on Orange Is the New Black, and why you're doing a fucking podcast. I thought I was worried that it was. I was really worried that it was because I just was a bad storyteller. But it's just because of the ending thing. So I feel really good yeah. about about knowing yeah. that. No, it's it's. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But you know, the thing that um, uh, you. I feel like there was an interview once where someone was being interviewed about something, and I think my friend Rob Paulson was sitting next mm. to you, and he was like, oh, Chris, congratulations on this thing. And the camera went to you, and you go, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny to me. <laughs> Just, there's just this, this idea that I remember that that I you like that you know like I feel like part of part of what makes you tick is just saying something like like so totally against random. the moment uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no uh, you're uh, the million percent and that's why I love your Piper's face falling off idea I mean no that is the kind of shit that I that's actually a great way to put it uh, it's it is what makes me tick like I literally like that's the kind of stuff that I like totally live for like i love that shit because it's so and and also i i I feel like it 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 works for me and works against me that people have a built-in perception of me and so i've been able to play with that uh especially on twitter you know uh because uh, people just don't expect me to say some of the things that i'll say Mm -hmm. and so it's great you know in in some senses it's been really a lot of fun it's just you know listen it's uh and i also think it's just you know for 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 a long time twitter for me was this like kind of and you know little experiment and a way for me to sort of channel uh this other sort of you know darker side of my humor and like i said to play with this idea that because i've been so known for well one role in particular you know uh but in general i feel like there's been a sort of perception about the kind of person i am and and that has actually kind of uh in the last few years started to drive me a little crazy because i know that i have uh you know uh, i'm more complicated like you know what i mean we all are we're all you know but but when people you know are are just have this uh idea of who you are uh, it it starts to fuck with your mind a little bit, and so Twitter became this like w- little godsend for me, where I could, you know, make these jokes and say these things where people would be like, "What the fuck? Yeah. The, who? Why would he say? You know?" And yeah. or and then laugh, and then people, and then I started to accumulate a following 
of people who got it and understood it and looked for that in me. And it became sort of a thing and I really enjoyed it and I sort of cultivated it. And, um, and you know, if you, if you ask anybody or, you know, in my world, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a side of me. It's a, it's part of my sense of humor, but it's it's not ser- everything is tongue in cheek. I mean, there's yeah. no it's not ri- serious, it's, yeah. and it's never malicious. There's nothing malicious. It's just it's gallows humor. Yeah, it's gallows, yeah, exactly. humor. It's gallows humor. It's, it's gallows basically humor. like hey, you know, it's it's, it's the kind of stuff that Gilbert Godfrey gets in trouble for all the time. It's exactly. just like saying, you know, just <laughs> you know, just saying the thing to try to. Release the tension, but it's actually people are just still too up, still too feeling too freshly yeah. hurt by it, so they yeah. just can't, you know. And so it can be yeah. it can be challenging to sort of figure out like what's you know like what what's human about it, but then but then there's a lot of there's there's a lot of places where it can bum people out. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but but I but I think it's important it's important for me to talk about it, and I, I enjoy kind of dealing with it in this way. And you know, I mean, if I didn't have if we didn't, if we didn't have humor, and that—that's the problem—is that you know, humor just has teeth to it, and sometimes those teeth bite, bite. more sensitive areas than other areas, yeah. and so it yeah. can. But you know, to the to the comic brain, it's like, well, I'm kind of going after everything, and sometimes when you get into a when you get into a rhythm of it, it's just like it's like when you're wrestling with someone, it's like, hey, we're having fun. Ow, 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 fuck, yeah. you hurt. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was just. You know, I was just exactly. playing. I was, I was just fucking around. I was just fucking around. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I thought we were yeah. So it's never, it's never intentional. But you know, yeah. I understand the drive to try to gain some sort of a control or understanding over something by like throwing a like throwing a dumb joke at it. Totally. That's that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. All no, the time. that's exactly that's exactly right. But I do. I, I want to ask you. Uh, so you said like you show, going on Twitter and showing everybody that that side of your personality that you're not this you know like kind of squeaky clean mm-hmm. you know like dorky guy. Like you're more of this kind of like you know dark sense of humor actor. Like has that worked? Like has that been a thing? Like showing people your personality, uh, how it is in real life. Has it helped with uh, you know roles or offers or any kind of stuff like that? Like has it gone the way you expected? Uh it has insofar as it's been a uh, a good cathartic experience for me and i feel like i've as as an outlet it's been great and so it's helped me and i and i feel like everything that i'm doing now as a result has you know uh i i feel like it's been helpful but i i don't feel like people you know who uh you know I don't feel like I've been hired as a result of that. You know, I don't yeah. feel like I don't feel like there is a direct connection between what I tweet and me getting jobs at all. And yeah. I don't know that I expected that necessarily. I mean, frankly, I don't know what I, exactly I expected. Um, although I do feel like it has it, it it's gotten me a little like you uh, sort of. I, I I I guess you know you, you know where I get I get off I get off when people coming up to me and they'll be like you know like hey you know I'm a, f- I'm a fan you know I like your show and dude, your Twitter feed is awesome like that to yeah. me like it gives me a hard on I'm like <laughs> oh that's fucking great because that's your thing because it's that's your so thing. personal you yeah. know what I mean it's like oh cool and that because I know then that that person kind of knows a side to me that's that's not in Orange is the New yeah. Black or that's not in these characters that I'm playing yeah that's what when I saw like a few years ago in Montreal I saw Stephen Weber who I always enjoyed as mm-hmm. an actor. 
Twitter, but then you know, following Stephen Weber on Twitter, I was like, this guy is fucking fucked Fun. up and yeah. hilarious and yeah. funny. Well, and I went up to him, I was like, you are so funny. Right. And he was like, oh wow. And we ended up like hanging out all night. Yeah. But it was just, um, it, it is a thing. But like, I know that there's now with this awareness, like there's a whole bunch of like people, like comedy people that know him and like know he yep. could pull off a certain sensibility now. And I think the yeah. same thing will end up. I think you'll start to see that more. And I think, I, yeah, and I think I think I have on the on the in the comedy world. I feel like there's a a sort of uh, r- respect, I guess, and appreciation amongst because the people that I really am like, f- you just look at who I follow on Twitter. I mean, it's it's comedy people yeah. and people who you know I, I I think are really funny, and I feel like I get it's requited in a way that makes me feel really good, and so. Um, you know, to, to, to be sort of, you know, or I'll see someone's follow Friday and it'll be with you and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. people that I'm like really like, oh, cool, Jenny Johnson and Danny Zucker and all these like funny yeah, yeah. people. And it's like, oh, right on, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the whole thing, uh, you know, it's it's. I wouldn't say it, it's backfired, but I do need to be careful because well, because at a certain point, if if I were to keep this thing, whatever it was or is, up, and, and it, meaning if I continue to tweet without thinking, for lack of a right. better sort of term, um, I, it's going to do it'll do more damage, of course, than it'll help. I and mean, no one joke is worth that, and no yeah. one joke is worth that, and yeah. and you know, and uh, you know, my wife. Um, had a you know a great point, which is like, you know, I, I mentioned a lot of act like uh, c- comedians, comics who who say things who don't hold back and who I just love and respect and you know and like because I don't want to mention names now, but like you know like and I and I go, but babe, they can do it, and that's who I love and the whole thing. And she'll go and she said, well, is that? Do you, is that the career that you want? Not that they have don't have great careers, but it's but it isn't the career that I want. Sure, yeah. because because it, it is this weird thing where like I it's almost an existential crisis of sorts where I'm like I want to be that comic that can say whatever the fuck and get in trouble and doesn't care and doesn't hold back. But at the same time, I'm like trying to be an actor that's like on a on a taken seriously uh, to some degree and is like hireable by big companies like Netflix. They're not going to continue to hire you if you're in the daily mail every other day because of some asshole tweet. Well, the other thing too, that, 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 that a lot, that a lot of comics have that non-comics don't have is that, and first of all, comics actually still do get in trouble for stuff. But I think with a comedian, they there's more context that supports where it's coming from. So, you know, like someone like, you know, Louis will get away with saying stuff on stage because there are, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours of of context that he's built around this character that he is. Or or like South Park is another example where it's like Dave has sort of established what their voice is and so People, it's not so out of left field. People are like, they just seem to be a little more forgiving. It was like, oh yeah, well that's his thing, and he's safe because of it. I mean, yeah. it still does. I mean, there are still people who are offended by it, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't really make news because it's not so out of left field. So a non comedian just doesn't, you know, in your brain you have all the context, but other people do but not. Do not, have and that and context. that's where to me, and so it's it's high, the whole experience has really highlighted a lot of like hypocrisies for me that I can that I can again I can sit here and be enraged till I'm blue in the face, but it's like. 
You know, it just it is. Unfortunately, those are the rules. If I don't, no one has the context on me. It's like I've always been this way, you guys. I've always made jokes like this, but well, not, not no. According to <laughs> you know Johnny Public, I haven't. You know, I've yeah. been the dude that stuck my dick in a pie, but I've been basically a, you know your next door neighbor type underdog. Sexually well, here, frustrated here, here's a good here's a good, and I think this might be the third name I've dropped on this podcast. But uh, when we were um, <laughs> when we had Mel Brooks on the podcast, we were talking about comedy and like what you know, like what is comedy supposed to be? And ultimately, and I actually I actually learned a lot from this, and it it changed the way that. I write in this one sentence, but he said, comedy should be about subverting power. Comedy is, is subverting power. And so what upsets people is if you're trying to subvert someone who's in a weakened position yes, yes. because that person's already down. So why kick them when they're down? It's it just great. makes you look like a schoolyard bully. Yeah. So if you can refocus that to... You know, either people who are in power, yep. people who really deserve it, yep. then you know, you know, you have that mechanism. But it's just, I think you're going to find that it's going to go a lot smoother. It's a great, uh, it's a great, yeah. And it yeah. really it changed yeah. it changed the way I write and the, just my approach to oh yeah, so don't you know like don't make fun of that you know like try to shift that energy yep. over to this or 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 make it about myself like. Yeah. I shit on myself all I want, you know. Yeah. No one can say anything about that. So that that that's maybe. That, I feel like that's a good rule. That of is thumb. actually a great rule of thumb. Yeah, that actually is really good, it, and it's true. I mean, you're 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 gonna you're you're people are going to connect with you in a in a you know everyone wants to bring down the you know the big bad powerful guy. You know, it's like it, it's it's. Uh, yeah, you're going to have a harder time finding supporters when you're going after someone that's already down. It's very yeah. true. It's very that true. being said, uh, if your baby doesn't start cooperating, you should just leave it in Los Angeles while you and your wife spend a nice winter in New you're York. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's a really good point. <laughs> someone will watch them. Is it, how, long, how long do you have... Do you know what the rule is in California? How long where you could drop them off at a church or fire station? Um, you mean without like, any questions asked, like in a bassinet? I think you might still be in the say. I think you in might still zone? be in the green zone. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I think you might still be in a bassinet. Yeah, my, my parents tried that when I was fourteen. Or a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real weird. <laughs> it's a really uh, big bassinet. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. It was like a little apartment. <laughs> I was just as confused as the fireman. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, uh, well, that's it man we're at an hour can you that was like that just flew by shit that was fun cool it's, was so great, nice. it's, it's been really nice to have you on and again I'm so you know like I, I always wanted to say hi at the gym but I always just feel weird talking to me because you just never know like what you know because when people are working out sometimes it just they're kind of in their own oh I'm always looking for a reason to like not work out so, so please like talk to me let's shoot the shit or just spot him spot him one day yeah or spot me see that when he's, he's crunching his chest lats and then just <laughs> his chest lats spot him my chest yeah, lats yeah. Yeah. I'm one of the few people that actually has chest lats it's an issue it's uh yeah i don't think i should spot anyone actor jason biggs crushed by bench press today as weaker actor comedian tries to spot uh. i tried yeah i thought i could do it but you're gonna you're gonna be on at midnight pretty soon right uh, you're, you're, tomorrow it's tomorrow night yeah oh, fuck that's awesome you're gonna have fun I'm the show's just, I'm, really I'm nervous fun. you don't need to be nervous it's totally fun it's i mean blast. it 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 is it is um, – because the show's not real 
it's not like aggressively competitive, right? And the show is designed to my, make everyone have fun. Look good. Like my my feeling, my my approach to the show and the way that we developed it was that it, I, I think comedians are funnier when they're comfortable and having a good time, as opposed to like oh, I gotta fucking I gotta tear everything down. Yeah. So like the more fun you have and the more you kind of fuck around with everyone and the more you you know it. You know the questions are there, obviously for jokes, but they're just designed as jumping off points for for riffing and fucking around. So yeah, I, I think I think you'll do great, and it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, thanks for having. Of me. course, no thrilled. Um, um, anything specifically you want? Do you want to promote Orange is the New Black, or do you want to promote? Uh, you know the babies. My baby's baby? ratings are low. Yeah, the baby's ratings do need a little uptick, or else the baby is the baby could is on the verge of cancellation. It's on the bubble. The baby is on the bubble. <laughs> not in the bubble. Not to be mistaken with the boy in the bubble. This is the boy is on the bubble. That's got at least eighteen years of being. Yeah, he's on the cancellation Just, bubble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you know, listen. Orange is the new black is uh, a machine at this point. It's like I keep, you know, I'm doing. I'm still like kind of finishing up press for season two and i'm just like every time a new thing comes in i'm like really like still i'm like I, I, i'm psyched because i i want to do it for me but i'm like really like orange doesn't need any press but uh, <laughs> i'm like i'm like fuck them it would uh, still be on, if it was week it was if it was a weekly show it'd still be on the air right now wouldn't it it would, it, it would be yeah no it would be because uh i think it came out in june and in 13 weeks yeah it'd still be on man yeah which is wild to think you know yeah. but but that's also why the press has sort of continued through the summer because they want people to still sort of find it or revisit it or yeah, you know yeah. etc because there's real the premiere date isn't because you don't have to premiere to a certain number yeah. you know it's yeah. like it, it's just kind of but um yeah orange is a new black i mean you my my wife's book if yeah. if if she knew that you gave me an opportunity to Please, to plug pl- to plug something and i didn't mention i like you just the way i am stories about me and some other people jenny mullen at bookstores now she'll be at book soup uh well i don't know when this is going to air when is this going up katie i think it's going up soon so I, I hope you enjoyed her at Book Soup. I heard she was great. She was really right, wonderful. Yeah. Knocked yeah, it out yeah, of the park. Very funny. Knocked I it out of the park. In, Thanks, everyone, for show. It was sold yeah, out. They closed out. Book Soup after us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. this is Sunset it, guys. was backed up yeah. all totally. the way to, like, into Brentwood. Yeah. I had to go to Book Soup, <laughs> which is just actually, porn she, magazines. Her book signing uh, caused a sinkhole uh, <laughs> on Sunset Boulevard. I don't That's know if you heard about that. everyone fell into creating a literal Book Soup. And then the owner back in the back of the store was like, The prophecy! Yes. <laughs> it's come true. And it's just all I these, knew it. All these drawings, yeah. these crazy cave yeah. drawings of like yeah. this giant hole with all these. We all fall into infinite jest. My heart. The NPR crowd's going to love that joke. Love it. <laughs> You've been listening to Jason Biggs here on the Nerdist podcast here on National Public Radio. And make your name sound really weird and uh, just very odd. My name is Gonar Vanekwinitz. <laughs> Gonar. I am Gonar. <laughs> My mother was Jewish. I don't want to say this podcast came to a screeching halt. <laughs> here, you know, here, let's, here, this is a fun NPR game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the podcast with like with the NPR voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you be a light music bed in the background, but every time I pause for a second, you get louder with the music, oh, yeah, and then yeah. when I start talking again, you like bring the music back down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, it, was, it feels yeah. like they're just like riding the pod every time. <laughs> they don't have enough like it was not bandwidth, but like there's an, it's like every time there's only yeah. so much space audibly. Yeah. And then and then so when I when I finish and I say like enjoy a burrito, then like just start to just get like progressively annoyingly 
slightly louder at the end. Like that's putting a lot on me, Chris. No, no, no. Fine, deliver. I know exactly. Can I just bring up something on my phone to play? No, just do it. Okay, you ready? And and also, you know, I want to micromanage you, but have it be something from like a brass section. Are you putting fucking sunglasses on? Yeah, because I'm about to play some jazz. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You don't have to hold the microphone like a weird instrument. Okay. Don't mess with my process. (laughs) You've been listening to the Nerdist podcast. Jason Biggs has been here. We've been talking I ran out of breath. Golf. God damn. How does Kenny G do it? Why don't you fucking... Because he has an actual instrument and, and talent to play that instrument. You didn't even commit. You, 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 you did it for like three seconds and then you just bailed. Take the glasses off. The character work is done. <laughs> Fuck this. Enjoy your burrito. I'm sorry, Jason. Love it. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.